0: Hello, thank you for joining me on episode one. I hope that as you listen, you get a good taste of who Will Belcher is, because he's a very good guy, very funny guy, very creative. Um, Will actually started a band with his brother called the Hawthorne Experience, which is actually experienced, funnily enough, some really good growth, really cool growth. Um, Yeah, it was a good time talking to Will, getting to see kind of his influences and how he got here but yeah i hope you enjoy it and i hope that the audio quality doesn't distract too much from the conversation uh i had to record outside unfortunately so you get a real taste of life but here's a clip also of his music just so you get a good sense of who he is i hope you enjoy
1: mount, mount hands for this one. We go.
0: William Belcher hello how are you doing
1: Yes, sir. I'm doing well, Cole. It's great to be here. I'm 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 honored, honored to be on episode one.
0: Episode one, man. This is the beginning of probably five episodes and then quit and never do it again. But you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) at least you're here. At least you're here. Sweet. Yeah. But why don't you just start us off? Tell us your story, man. I just want to hear who you are. Why are you here?
1: Yeah. Great. That's a, always a great question to ask. So my name is Will Belcher. Um, you know, obviously I was born in Austin, Texas, um, went to Veritas. Cole and I, we went to Veritas together for quite some time. Um, and then right around 2012, where I was like 11 years old, my family moved over to Hong Kong for a couple of years, uh, for my dad's job. So we were there from 2012 to like late 2014. So it's like two and a half years, all in all. Um, and then came back to Austin and Veritas and same everything as before, um, in 2014. And then basically went to eighth grade through high school, finished that off at Veritas. And then, um, I am now in Tucson, Arizona, where I go to the University of Arizona. Um, I'm a senior this year. Um, this is my second to last semester. And I'm studying management information systems uh, with a minor in Mandarin, Chinese. And yeah, I'm kind of uh, reaching the end of my college career here and trying to figure out what's gonna be next. and. Yeah, I guess a little personal stuff. So obviously my degree is, is MIS. Um, that stuff kind of interests me, like the technology, basically like the business of technology, I think is, it's a cool field to study and it's really relevant um, for finding a job nowadays. And then I'm also a musician. So my younger brother Kenneth and I have a band uh, called the Hawthorne Experience. And that's something that we started when I came to college. So like three years ago um bought a guitar started messing around with that um and then recorded an album the first summer of the pandemic and then honestly just like i I find lots of hobbies but music there's never been anything quite like music in my life where i've just picked it up and then never put it down and it's been like like i said like three years now um we're rehearsing for a live show coming up soon and it's just kind of getting better and better and the music's getting better and i um, continuing to invest our time into that. Kenneth is now at um, he's in Tucson now. Um, oh, wow. He lives in this room over here. Oh really? On the okay. other side. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to um, the community college here for welding. Um, and yeah, we found a bass player a couple weeks ago and oh, we're cool. just, we're just starting to, Hopefully, like I think with playing live, we'll be able to actually, you know, hopefully gain a following and then start to start to move the ball a little bit. But yeah, that's kind of a nutshell. That's that's who I am.
0: Yeah, dude. So that's what I remember. I was reading on your Spotify. I don't know if this is how accurate it was, but what was that timeline between because I know you had you had not really played a ton of instruments and you picked up a guitar and then you. Drop an album? You said it like it was <laughs> like you just went to the store. Like I made an album, but like, what was that timeline from when you first picked up that instrument and then you go and make an album with your brother? Like, how yeah, quick of a turnaround was it?
1: No, that's a good question. So the way it all kind of plays out is senior year of high school, I started fiddling around with Kenneth's guitar that he had, and I started to think it was pretty cool. Um, and then basically got to the point where. I liked it enough to where when I went off to school, I bought my own guitar. Um, and then, so that was fall of freshman year was that 2019. Um, and then right around like winter of 2019. So I, yeah, I guess like winter, I went to Austin city limits, went back home. I remember I had just gotten this new guitar. Kenneth and I were kind of talking about how cool music is. And then the ACL festival just like was, I was there for three days and it was just the most inspiring thing ever. Like I I was watching these people up on stage having an absolute blast, like playing music and having fun. And I kind of decided in that moment, I was like, I would love to do that. And so fast forward, like a couple months to March of 2020 we all got sent home for the pandemic Mm -hmm. um so i was at home that whole like extended summer uh of 2020 basically with nothing to do um and so kenneth and i were like all right like we've got a little bit of money saved up we could buy some some entry-level recording equipment so we bought like drum mics we had a drum kit and then we bought an interface that basically we decided from the start, we wanted to do everything like kind of old school. And so we needed enough inputs to record a live drum kit. And so we got this big Scarlet interface, um, with eight inputs on it. And so we literally just sound dampened his, his bedroom and then kind of just started <laughs> like messing around. And we, we came up with technically 10 songs. Wow. Which, looking back, like, like they're not amazing. Like they're not. But, but at the same time, I kind of marvel at like how that was like the first step, and we just kind of put our put our neck out and decided to record and release that. And it actually turned out pretty good, considering considering the circumstances of how little experience we had, and then it also was just kind of uh, inspiring. To us, to say like, all right, we put our minds to this and then made it happen. What could we do if we continued to to go down that road and continue to invest our time into like practicing that craft? And so that was that was kind of the the initial time frame, yeah. And then um, we've kind of just been continuing ever since.
0: ACL, man, I don't know what it is. I remember it was twenty. It might have been 2019 too. was whenever, you know, Flume, maybe Zoo. Oh. Zoo was there too. But yeah, yeah I do. I you sure. see these people. Something about live music, especially like electronic. I mean, like to me, it was electronic music. But I'm sure yeah. you, it was probably acoustic. But something about yeah. music, dude. Live music makes it inspires you to do something. Like I, I went home and I was like, I'm gonna be a pro musician. And then lasted like a month and then it goes away. But dude, there's something about it. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah.
1: Wait, um. So I know that you like you've tinkered around with some music as well, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I mean I tried. And like, like I can't remember what you were, what exactly you were doing, but I knew that you were, you know, messed around with it in some regard.
0: Yeah, no, there was. Uh, it was a, especially when I was like, it might have been Lose the Child too. Lose the Child was that oh, yeah. kind of like there was that genre of like future bass is what people called it, and it was like San Holo, all these different people. Yeah, and it was dude, it was something about. I don't know how he did. It. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how music. I don't know. That's something I probably won't ever get an answer to. But it's just like how it's, it's inspiring, dude. It just makes you want to do something.
1: Yeah, and, and it's you're right. It makes you want to do something. Like that thing might not even be music, but there yeah. is something inspiring. Like we listen to music when we work out, when we're you know some. I can't listen to music when I study because I'm simple minded, one yeah, task yeah. at a time. But yeah, it. it I feel like it evokes courage and and new ideas and and stuff like that so it's it's a it's a cool thing for sure
0: Now that's what uh i was the other night i was in so i'm in the rv until our house is done
1: because it's being
0: under construction everything so yeah it's me my brother and my sister-in-law in in this little 30-foot rv in the driveway and uh there was this youtube video of asap rocky at this one concert i sent it to zimmel and it was it was wild man it's like the drop and especially like when you're working out it's i don't know what yeah. it is dude you hear that you hear this like it evokes it i don't know it's like the testosterone i don't know what it is It's like, yeah it's just crazy dude i don't know what i don't know who would have that answer like if there's like neurologists or yeah, someone that there,
1: there, there's probably some sort of science to it some i sort know. of science
0: I music science that. that's probably what they study i'll just call know. it a mystery <laughs> yeah it's a i mean it is dude it's one of those things about life that. yeah i don't know have you ever had music that makes you like cry i've had music like that man it's like you hear yeah. a song oh, yeah dude it, it makes it can like bring tears. it's just so many such a wide scope of emotions a, that a song a song can bring
1: i'm a sappy
0: individual i was
1: going to church the other morning and yeah. i listened to this jack johnson song it was the first thing that came to my mind when i got in the car and i'm listening to it um I forget what it's called. It's like what you, what you thought it was or something. I don't know. I'm just driving to church by myself and all of a sudden I just start like crying and I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's cool to try to create stuff that would give other people that, that same emotion or some, some depth of emotion. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's what, uh, I'm also curious, something that probably contributed to the downfall of my little stint was, you know, I got so bogged down with the idea of like, oh, that's something I struggle with is like, you know, trying to get approval and like be heard and all these different things. And so I'm wondering, like, whenever you make music, are you, do you ever get bogged down by trying to make music that, you know, other people like, that other people would enjoy? Or is it all, have you always had a pretty good, like, sense of control over why you're making your music and
1: that's that's a that's a really um relevant question just because i've gone through so many different seasons with music like how i view it and i've gone through and lately i've honestly i think i've found like a a good balance it's always going to change but basically like from when i found music to now I've gone through all these periods where I'm looking at it differently. I've gone through times where, you know, like specifically actually a year ago, um, fall of 2021, I was like obsessed about it and I wanted it to be my career. I, I would like, basically I had this idea in my head. It was like, all right, it's music or nothing and I have to commit to it. And, that like influenced the the way that I was kind of making music and it was a lot of like all right what's popular like how could I I've always kind of I feel like I've been lucky that I do want to stick to my like what I think sounds good and like I'm not gonna work on a song if it's if I really don't think it sounds good but I think it would fit like the algorithm like I still kind of have that but it's it's more like the people pleaser pleaser in me is like, all right, how do I cater to that audience? And how do I, you know, get their attention? And that's like, that actually caused a lot of kind of damage in my life, like putting music before a lot of other things that were, that were more important, you know, like my faith, my friends, relationships and stuff like that. And I've kind of, and then like, you know, seeing seeing things fall apart and having to pick up the pieces and go back. Like then I've gone through seasons of where music is like last priority. Like I've decided like no I'm not gonna do it anymore. And then it comes back and now it's like I've found this kind of peace in just like I'm gonna keep making music till I till I die. And it would be pretty cool if it took off at some point and I'm gonna try to make that happen. But it's also it's fun, like it's, and it has to be. It has to fit perfectly in its place in my priority mm-hmm. list. Otherwise, it becomes it becomes an idol, and it bec- it starts to just disrupt things in my life. And it's, I don't know. I've seen I've seen the the pitfalls of that. So I don't know. That's kind of a longer way of saying yes. I've definitely I've definitely catered to like making music for other people as opposed to just for my for my own kind of satisfaction.
0: Yeah. Dude, tell me about this live performance. I didn't know. What is it? Are you, is it a big thing? Yeah. Are you performing in front of like people. So hundred, fifty, ten?
1: we're not even, so basically what we're doing now is now that Kenneth's here and now that we have this bass player, his name's Jonah. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Um, we're just gonna put together like a set and like a performance basically. um, and then we're starting small, so we're going to do some shows in my living room here. Basically, just oh, invite it. as many people as possible. I like just it. Just try really. to make it's it
0: awesome. like a huge
1: party. Um, and then once we really – so we're starting to get some good chemistry, the three of us. Like we, we play in the garage here and we've just – we've been getting into it. And so I think once that continues continues to progress, I want to find some local venues like – there's some bars here that do live music and there's some amphitheaters and stuff. And I think it'll come down to like, once we have our kind of performance down and we know like we play well, we have a good, you know, one thing we want to do is make it like I've played live with a couple of guys in the past and we kind of just tried to play like it was all about just the music and we just thought, you know, everyone would love us playing music, but our take on it now, it's like people want to be entertained. And so we're going to try to work in some aspects of like comedy and maybe do a couple bits on stage and like involve the audience and just basically, you know, try all these crazy ideas and and see what, what gets people engaged. And then the end goal would be, I guess just to keep booking shows and, you know, I say keep booking shows. We haven't booked one yet, but like book shows and then keep going from there. And I know Kenneth and I, it's like back to ACL. Our dream, like end-all dream, is to play at ACL someday. And um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll, it'll take a lot to get there. But but
0: it's, uh yeah. So we're kind of starting, starting like that. What is that process looking like of finding a basis? Are you trying to like date? It sounds like, I don't know, I can see you being this like dating relationship where it's like yeah. they come and you're like, it's not, it's not you. It's me. Like we gotta, we gotta move <laughs> yeah, on to the s- next step. What does that look like? How do you find? So someone?
1: is that awesome? We, that's a, I think that's like the hardest part is finding. Cause not only do you need someone who knows how to play their instrument, like that's, you know, essential. You have to be able to get along with them. And it's like, you're, you're forming a team and they have to, they have to play their role on the team that, goes along with everyone else's role and you guys have to get along socially and this guy Jonah he's one of my roommate's uh, like best friends so I had met him before and I knew he played bass I kind of just invited him over I was like dude like we've got this band we've got this idea that we want to play live like we should jam and we ended up playing with him and um, just kind of stuck and uh, he's he's a a lot of fun to play with and so we didn't have to really interview anyone but like there was that first time that he came over to jam that i was like all right like I, i've played with him a little bit before but like i don't know i don't remember how good he was and i, I didn't really know him that well so i didn't know how how well like our dynamic would work but yeah. honestly it seems to work great and three people isn't isn't too hard to manage um like i don't know i want to make sure everyone's voice is heard like you know, if he's playing some part that he hates, like I don't want him to have to do that. I want everyone to be happy, and yeah. But uh, it's that—that's like the hardest thing is finding people that that get along. Um, I don't know.
0: Makes it difficult. Can you all hear that alarm in the background? My phone. Yeah, a little bit. Dang it. <laughs> Let me turn it off. Dude, I like
1: the natural background.
0: Yeah, you like it. Uh, I was trying to. So I was trying to find a. That's what I was texting you about. I was like, I need to find a, because we don't have the house, right? So I can't do it in the RPE because right. it's like thirty nine feet. So it's whatever. The podcast studio. Yeah, my studio yeah. is just a background of probably my brother getting out of the shower or something. But yeah, that's I came hilarious. to the, this is our little back porch. Um, this house is kind of crazy, so it was like wrecked on the inside. People like neighbors are coming by and it looks like extreme home makeover they're like stop and look yeah and but the back there's one part of it and it's this back porch because it got wrecked by a tree some tree just fell oh. on it and demolished it and so i guess That's the owners tough. cashed in on that but yeah Wait, this is so like the one piece
1: are you living there with
0: with your family now
1: or like what are you still like i i'd love to hear like Quick update of what, what you've been up to these yeah, days. Man. We haven't talked in a while.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, I worked at Veritas and then my brother and his sister in law, no, not his sister in law, his wife. My brother and his wife <laughs> were like, hey, uh, we're having a baby. Do you want to come up to Durham and just do something new? And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I'll just do. I've just heard a lot of good things about North Carolina and it yeah. would know, just be a funny adventure. But, you know, I came up here and then the <laughs> GC's been a little bit slow, but. Uh, it's good, you know, just being with your family and trying out new stuff, but...
1: That's great. Did yeah, you a, graduate?
0: Time? Yeah, December. December, man, I graduated. Wait, this December, you will graduate, or...? No, no, December 21.
1: Oh, okay, dang.
0: Dude, yeah, congrats. So, yeah, thank you, man. What um, in,
1: What yeah. were you studying again?
0: I studied communication, so, you know, okay. everyone asks me, they're like, what do you want to do with that? And it's... <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man, yeah, it's... I'm just, just working on it just thinking about it yeah so I worked as like the academic advisor and then moved. Oh, I was right. it wasn't really I liked it but it wasn't something I had like a desire to learn more about and then yeah I got here and I'm like I've always wanted to talk to people so I figured I'd just try to hear more about other people's lives and dude, that's shake cool. it up a little bit but yeah I, I want like you to I want to hear more about Hong Kong for... dude I want to hear more about yeah. what that was like
1: yeah dude so that's a That's definitely an interesting chapter of of my life. So like I said, I was there for two and a half years, basically. So we moved there for my dad's job. Um, He was in technology sales and um, I guess he still is. But so moved there. My, I remember my dad moved there like six months before us um, to like, I guess, get started on work and my parents ended up, renting our house in Austin, uh, to a family while we were gone. And so they, I think they had to like figure out the moving pieces of that. So we were apart from him for like six months, which is kind of weird. I, I kind of just blocked that out of my memory. Like I, it wasn't like a terribly negative thing, but it was definitely weird, you know, being away from your dad for that long. Um, and then we moved over there and I so I was 12 years old. 11 or 12 years old i was kind of just vibing like i was i was you know self-aware enough to basically look around and be like oh like we're in a different you know country now and my siblings basically were just vibing as well and my parents kind of had everything under control and we lived in a hotel for the first like I want to say like three or four months of being there maybe. Yeah. and All five of you guys? Yeah. Wow. Is it a tight
0: room or what what was that room like? Dude,
1: so it was actually a suite hotel um, that was a part of this like – it was called Pacific Place. It was a part of this like shopping mall thing kind of downtown. And my dad's company paid for it. So if if I remember correctly, the hotel had like – multiple, like different rooms in it. It was, it was like a, like an apartment flat, but technically it wasn't. And so that was actually kind of sweet because they had like a pool and my siblings and I would go down and like just explore and kind of mess around. And, you know, and then I, so I had to find a school. So I tried out this one school called South Island school, which was basically, it was like a Brit a British international school. And it did not go well. Like, I I got there, and everyone there was like, I don't even know. <clears throat> they were just so different. Like, it was all these like kids from everywhere around the world, and I got in with kind of a bad group. And these kids were just, like, menaces. Like, they, they were – we were 11 years old, and they were – Cussing like no one I've ever heard. Like, I was this little sheltered Veritas kid. And so I remember being like terrified to go to school because there were bullies and like random stuff. And I, the campus was like the size of a college campus and I couldn't find my way around. And dude, my first day of school there, I got on the wrong bus home and I ended up by the harbor. Like, By myself, and the bus driver is just this Hong Konger dude. Like he doesn't speak any English. He's like, "All right, get off." And so I just sit there, dude. He literally kicked me off, and I just sit. I wrote my college essay on this. Actually, (laughs) I like traumatic experience. (laughs) But yeah, so I I ended up going to another school that was. I don't remember why I switched schools. I think my parents didn't like that school for me.
0: It sounded like a Kmart. Cobra Kai Karate Kid type thing man you're going Dude, to school yeah. and people are trying to doing beat like, you up
1: fight rings at the like <laughs> at the playground
0: <laughs> yeah you had to like earn your
1: lunch <laughs> yeah you don't get to eat unless you beat the master
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta come back it's like the prison system people are like demanding the food and stuff like that
1: yeah it was it was chaos and then uh, I went to another school called HKIS Hong Kong International School which was amazing i met like tons of cool kids there again like everyone is hong kong is an extremely diverse place so it used to be a british colony and then now it's in like the this weird handover period i don't know that's another issue um but basically you get kids from like europe like all over europe all over asia and then america was another big one and then honestly like everywhere in between like it was my best friend there his name was philippe he was from france and then i had a friend named alan who was from korea and it was just like everyone just kind of mingled and you know it was just the way it was it was pretty pretty cool um and then yeah went to that school for like two years um And it was just like Kind of finding my rhythm of There wasn't like A ton to do in Hong Kong For like a 12 year old kid So I could It was a lot It was a weird time Like I spent a lot of time Just with my family um, And then school was a big part of it And Hong Kong is really safe So um, My siblings and I like Mainly me because I was the oldest, but we could take the MTR, which is the train, you know, the bus, taxis Mm -hmm. all over the island and basically it's perfectly safe. Um, So that allowed me like kind of a taste of freedom. It was almost like having a driver's license without being 16 or or having a car Mm -hmm. or anything. But still there wasn't like it was very urban and very like dense city so it's not a ton to do. Like I growing up in Texas, I would like be outside all the time and be playing in the Creek or whatever. Yeah. But there was, you know, not so much of that, um, in Hong Kong. So it was an interesting time for sure. And we got to travel a lot. Um, which is honestly the coolest part of living there. Cause Hong Kong is right in the middle of, of Asia. And so we went to like Japan, India, Thailand,
0: Yeah, so what is it? Is it south of China? Like, where is
1: Yeah, so it's, like, right on the, basically, southern border of China. It's, like, technically, it's, it's, like, well, there's, like, Hong Kong Island, and then there's, if I'm, hopefully I'm not wrong on this, but it's, like, the new territories connect with China, and then, so you can take, like, a train over there, but you have to I forget the, the geography of it exactly, but it's basically just south of China. Is. Yeah, we probably pull this up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, click on that bottom right one. Oof.
0: We've got our very own Jamie on this podcast. Yeah, so this one. View. Yeah, so this is All right, Hong Kong it. Island, yeah. All right, so, what it, see, so, so like, south of China. This looks like a, what it. So, so this is, is surrounded in. by Hong Kong Islands?
1: Yeah, let me see here. So... This is like a zoomed in view of Hong Kong. So see that blue like train line that kind of yeah, goes yeah, up Yeah, right out the coast. That all of that up there is kind of less populated, yeah. and that goes into China. So you can take that into Shenzhen, which is at the the top of the picture there, and then below, like Hong Kong is kind of the the island part. That's sort of detached from there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a cool place and you can, I mean, obviously you can get to China and like, you know, you can take a train to China and then you can be anywhere in like Southeast Asia, you know, within like a couple hour plane flight. And so we got to do a lot of traveling, which was, I feel like at that age of my life, it definitely shaped kind of who I am today like being someone who, like I, I I was, I feel extremely lucky to have gotten to live there. And like, I kind of just came out of it with like this view of like, wow, like the world is huge, but it's also not that huge at the same time because people over there are, you know, j- they're different, but they're pretty much just like us in a lot of ways. And I think that was, that was an important lesson for me to learn at that age and just kind of, I don't know. It made me want to, it kind of gave me the courage to like go away from home for college. And then, you know, now I don't know where I'll go next, but it's kind of given me like this, this comfort with the, the world. Like there's no fear of like, you know, you could go to another country and just pick up, pick up there and you'd be, you'd be fine. You'd meet people. And it's kind of, I don't know. It, it's it, it was a cool it was a cool experience at a at a good time in my life.
0: Yeah. What, so were people there, like, were they friendly with China? What was China's kind of repute with Hong Kong people? Yeah, that's a good question. So the Hong Kong people,
1: so they are not like the Chinese, like the local Hong Kong people. My dad would always kind of describe them to me as they're like Americans they really want like democracy and freedom and there would be protests like you know on the weekends I want to say at least like once a month or so there would be a big protest where some you know China tried to pull something as always and then the people are like not not taking that and yeah. the streets would just fill up with with protesters and They, like, they're in a really uh, unfortunate geographical location because they're so small and they're right next to China, so China's kind of just, you know, they don't have a lot of, much of a chance in that fight, um, which is sad, but, and, and also with the terms of, like, the handover, so they were a part of the British for a while, and I think that's when, like, you know, democracy and freedom sort of took root there, and then it was supposed to be a 50 year handover from like 1998 or something. Look that up if I'm, I might be wrong, but so basically in, in 2000, like, uh, like 48 or something, it'll be back to China. And, um, that's kind that of like, like a
0: Blade Runner where it's thing. going.
1: Yeah. It's like, the ship is kind of sinking for them, which which sucks because, you know, they don't want to live under the, the China regime. And I, I, there's lots of – I don't really keep up with it as, as best I should, but I know there's lots of other countries in the EU that are taking in lots of um, Hong Kong people who, like, really don't want to be there for when China steps in. just because China is a very different uh, way of viewing things and conducting – uh, a country than than other other Western countries do so yeah it's it's a very interesting place and and also so China speaks Mandarin yeah and Hong Kong the native language is Cantonese, but it 's kind of dying out like the schools don 't teach Cantonese anymore because I believe Hong Kong is the only place where it's spoken there might be one one or two other places but it's kind of a dying language and like that's another way i remember hearing that the chinese are trying to like stamp out hong kong and their independence is like you know it's only mandarin and uh like even i i didn't learn any cantonese when i lived there it was all pretty much mandarin um so yeah it's a it's an interesting situation i don't know
0: it yeah me Mandarin. it's our freedom that's here. a pretty wild language to like. Do you see um, a practical use of that on the daily, or is that something you're kind of thinking of, like international business, or what do you
1: see? Yeah. So that's a good question. So on the daily, no. Like, there's. <laughs> yeah, I've the been daily, trying Arizona, to. Make, <laughs> Southeast yeah,
0: Arizona.
1: Arizona. The second language is Mandarin now. Yeah, that's but it. Uh, <laughs> there's like. So I I, I finished my minor. Uh, it was the first four semesters of college so I haven't taken a mandarin class in two semesters and um it's kind of like I don't get to use it and I I hit this level with it that was really engaging it was obviously really difficult but I want to find a way to move to a country that speaks mandarin um and become actually fluent and then with, with that, there would be a lot of potential for that. Would be a huge asset, like in in you know business career stuff, um, because China is obviously such a powerhouse country, and they're only going to continue to get more powerful. And so, it'd be kind of it'd be useful to to speak their language and you know get to communicate. Uh, but I don't. I haven't worked out the pieces of how I'm going to make that happen. I kind of thought about. Moving to Taiwan after college, um, but I don't know. It's also I don't know what's going to happen like to Taiwan right now. It's I keep seeing stuff in the news about China like testing missiles over Taiwan and
0: China, I don't man. know. China's taking yeah. on all these different dreams of yours. T- all these things, they are like, dude. yeah. All these personal things that you have in your mind.
1: China's going to ban the Hawthorne experience at some
0: point. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be next on the censorship list. This podcast is going to go viral and then China's <laughs> going to hear about it. And then, yeah. Yeah, they're going to think I was spreading like American crafty and or something. But. Yeah, okay, I want to hear more about that idea earlier you were talking about with like electronic, because I remember you with Jake Allen, you were talking oh, yeah. about like electronic and authentic instruments. Like, it seems like you had a oh yeah kind of an idea that it was like authentic was superior i'm curious to see what you thought if you still hold to that view what do you think
1: so i think music like music is music i think you can make music with anything like not even instruments like i've i don't know i i would hate to be the person to put barriers uh, on music and but i also think like there's different genres for sure there's different styles and I I, I mean, just my, like, anthropology of music is I kind of grew up listening to, like, 60s and 70s rock, like, psychedelic rock. Jimi Hendrix, Grateful Dead, The Doors, all that stuff. And so to me, that's what's really cool. Those are, like, the, the guys. Like, Led Zeppelin is probably my all-time favorite band. And when you look at them, you've got, you know, so let's just take Led Zeppelin. You've got these Gibson guitars like searing guitar riffs you've got big old drum kit and then live bass live keys and organ and everything and then that's kind of how they were making music at their time and because my taste has been so heavily inspired by folks like them i kind of want to make my music i want to make it new because i think you can't like repeat the past. I don't think that catches on. I don't think that's the point of music, but I want to kind of implement some of those styles. So like using a live drum kit to me is, is cool because mixing a live drum kit is at least personally, I don't know if it's just me, but it's the hardest thing about recording. Like I, you know, I use like six, six different inputs for the drum the drum kit and just getting them all to um first of all like the space it's in is really important like the acoustics you have to sound dampen and everything and then EQing everything and compression and all that and to me it's like all right like i could use a sample kit but this sounds more real and like it it might not be like the snare that i'm recording isn't going to be as punchy and crisp as, like, a, a sample would be, but to me, it's kind of, like, I'm paying paying my respect to, like, that, that old style of music, and it's also kind of just the way I've started doing it, and so it's the way I, like, really, you know, like to make my music, but that being said, I I would never be opposed to, like, picking up, you know, some sort of using MIDI drums or, or other electronic instruments. Like I, I think I think cool sounds are what what's interesting to me about music. And so yeah, I, I definitely prefer like the acoustic instruments but I would never like condemn anyone for using uh you know any sort of electronics stuff. Because you can do a lot of cool stuff with that. Like I've heard some amazing amazing things that are like MIDI drum kits and all that stuff. So.
0: I want, do you know much about Tame Impala? Does he use? Because that's what I think of whenever I think of like modern psychedelic rock. I wonder if he. Do you know if he much if he uses you know live drum kits? What does he use? Dude,
1: so first of all, Tame Impala is like Tame Impala is my second biggest like inspiration for music. Which you know, whatever. Tim Paula, he's super popular. Call me mainstream or whatever, but he, his music is incredible. And I've, so I've done a lot of like YouTube research on him, and I've built like preamps trying to design my sound to sound like his. And I've done research on like how does he get his snare to sound like this or whatever. And I always see him playing a, a kit. Um, like there's videos of him making little loops uh, in his studio. He uses a live kit and it sounds amazing. It sounds like it does on his records. But that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if he because his drums are so like vibrant and punchy. I wouldn't be surprised if he did like a live kit and then layered samples on top like to accentuate like the kick and the snare. I wouldn't be surprised if he did some of that, but I think most of mu- his music is recorded with a live drum kit. Um, I don't know. That's kind of what I've seen, but I haven't actually read specifically into that as much. I've more just seen that in like his videos and kind of tried to pick it out in his recordings. I don't know.
0: That's another... Uh, there's so many different aspects to music that seem to make it unique. Another one that... You know comes to mind is like songwriting so yeah like you write a lyric man like i kind of know your history i don't know a lot about your history but what do you what kind of comes to mind when you're writing lyrics is it what fits well or is it are these real experiences that you've gone through
1: so um all of the all of the music that we have released is they're like real pretty much real experiences So my kind of method is, I think there's amongst many types of songs, there's there's two types of songs, like lyrically, there's, there's your song that is just really badass and sounds amazing. And the lyrics just like, they're cool words. Like I think of like cage the elephant, their lyrics sound so cool. And like, they do so much wordplay and everything. There's that that doesn't necessarily have a deeper meaning. I'm not saying Cage the Elephant doesn't like that was just an example. There's that that j- just to sound cool, and then there's to me there's like writing a song where I really want to express some emotion or story or like experience or something or idea, and that's kind of what I've um, the stuff that I release. It's usually it starts with something that sounds cool and then I'll write like a story basically with the lyrics to express something um that, that's meaningful to me. Cause I don't know, I think having a medium of expression like music, it's I don't know, I'm an expressive person and like I, I like to share stuff like that in a sort of conceited form. So that people can listen and be like, "Oh, I wonder like, I wonder what he's talking about here." And like, you know, I'm willing to be kind of vulnerable, like the so the last song, the song I released, like I don't remember when I released it, like six, six months ago or something. It's called "When I Grow Up." That's all about like this big break, breakup that I had and like all this kind of life lessons and realizations that I had through that. And that was specifically, I was writing that song to express, you know, those emotions. And in a way, kind of put that out there as like, you know, a way to communicate with just how I was feeling about that. And so, yeah, I guess there's, there's, both, there's both kinds, but I definitely like, I like sharing a story and I like sharing something that's kind of personal to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you got me... I mean, I would, I would listen to your songs and I was, like, trying to be this little detective and be like, I wonder <laughs> if I can understand if that was something that I knew about that he was doing, you know, when we were at Veritas. But, yeah, yeah. it's it pretty cool, man, to hear you kind of, you I don't know, just write about experiences. And especially... Thanks, dude. Because, like, I mean, even with bigger artists, like, whenever, you know, Tim and Paul's songs that we talking about, like, yeah. there's that one song that's like, love, paranoia. And I'm pretty sure the lyrics are, like, it's not about like – do you remember that night on the beach or something? And I'm wondering. I mean, I'm like I wonder if that was a real yeah. – if he really had it a night that. like that, yeah. man, where he's like, is he talking about some real person? Because that's yeah. – that would really make it – I would like to – I don't know if it's a placebo thing, but you can feel a lot more connected whenever you're like, man, Tim and Kevin Parker. He's, yeah. he's had that same heartbreak too, but it's just dude, a crazy Dude, exactly. Idea.
1: It's weird to think about that with big artists – like you know, like Tame and Polly, you're like yeah. Whoa, like he's uh there's one song uh, I forget what it's called I don't know, it's on the Slow Rush album. He's like he's like having a conversation with his wife on the phone and it's like all echoey in the background and you're like like I don't know. I remember like reading into that and then reading some forum that was trying to like you know, uncover <laughs> the meaning. <laughs> I I was just so invested. I was like this is cool because I idolize that guy, and he—he yeah. he has like, like you were saying, he has heartbreak, and I don't know. It's—it's it's kind I wonder of just who like that a human form thing.
0: Was. I wonder who was on that forum. I wonder, like, <laughs> who's trying to do all that research? there, you know, Seriously. there's like 50 year old dudes, and the, they're probably not. 50, <laughs> but you know, like the 15 year olds in the basement who are like, yeah, I know I know. He's what talking, talking about, about the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah. It's like those Angus classes where they're like you know what does this passage mean you're like i yeah. don't know man i'm pretty sure it's just talking about a rock and it's I'm pretty sure something yeah. beyond that you're like no, dude no, but.
1: maybe i yeah, that's that's an interesting point maybe i get get that uh inspiration from all of those veritas english classes <laughs> the
0: where harkness we go circus. back
1: and yeah the harkness discussions
0: <laughs> yeah where it's like you're ha- you're having to talk and you get that you see them look that little mark down and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah right. I got, I got, I got that point. <laughs> I got an eighty. I'm gonna shut up now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the shy people who are like, I don't. Want to. They just say some <laughs> nonchalant, like, doesn't have any point, but they just say it because they need the participation grade. But
1: dude, I would fully notice kids who were so shy they were okay with losing the participation point <laughs> just so they didn't have to say anything, and I would watch this happen. and I'd be like, you,
0: like. Yeah, it's the same thing. Say dude. something, yeah. And then you'd have that other spectrum that are just, you know, that I don't even know where you like, where are you pulling this from, man? Like, this is probably why you're going to be an English major. Like, yeah, this is not wanna, the like, normal people. I don't
1: want to talk any, uh, throw any shade on on anyone, especially <laughs> while we're being recorded. But yeah, yeah, there's some people that just pull stuff out of their ass and they're like saying <laughs> it mid class.
0: Yeah, that's no one, no one's following. Yeah, that's uh, when you just kind of clock back out and then start counting time but yeah man um what do you think about I don't know it's just kind of a new time with music where
1: yeah
0: I don't I don't really know how much rock is kind of in the mainstream it seems like pop and yeah I don't know where do you think rock still has a play because I don't know man I just don't hear a lot of good rock anymore at least with my limited experience with it but what do you think
1: no there's there's like weird little i feel like there's weird kind of circles of of music where definitely the the most popular stuff you know is pop and and probably hip hop and all that um i don't know one band that comes to mind that i've been listening to a lot lately is Greta Van Fleet um they're like they're kind of like this I don't know what exactly they would call themselves, but they're bringing back the exactly like the old style of like Led Zeppelin, um, a lot of those like 70s and kind of psychedelic rock bands. And they're not adding any sort of twist on it. They're playing just like this incredible, just true rock and roll music. And they're really, really talented at it. That's why I think they've been able to get like they're pretty. They're a pretty big band, um, but you don't really hear about that as much. Like someone who's bringing back an old style, getting getting super popular. It's more like someone having a new twist. Like Tam and Paula yeah. ha- has. If you listen to some of his like older stuff, it is very like bluesy and psychedelic rock, and like the guitar is like really really present and it's all kind of sounds like old, like cream. I don't know if you've heard the band cream. Um, But then he like comes up with this kind of style of mixing like house music with psychedelic rock and you get Tame Impala. And it's just like he is able to get really popular off of that. And that's kind of what I'd like like to aim for is like I have my influences and the, the stuff I love to listen to. And then I'd love to find a niche sound that incorporates a lot of those things, but is also new. And I'm, I'm really into like the indie style too, which indie music is weird. Cause some indie music blows up and goes crazy. And then others like kind of stay under the surface. But t- to me, it's like they're making really incredible music and I'm really interested in that. But like on a global scale, like, they're not going to get as many streams as Billie Eilish or, yeah. you know, s- name someone else. But, um, I don't know, dude. And, and going back to like what I was talking about, like different seasons of music, like that's kind of something I think about less nowadays. It's like, I just kind of want to make, like do my thing and make, make my music that, that I'm proud of and continue to release it and can continue to promote it to some extent, but also, just have fun with it, and I don't know. Um, I, I'm I'm like open to changing my style and and kind of moving and stuff, but I don't really think about like oh how do I, well like what genre should I should I poke into because that has the most potential right now or something. I don't know. I, I'm kind of just I'm kind of just playing stuff
0: that I like and you know going with that what are you so outside of music and are you a big reader? What are you kind of like spending your time with outside? Yeah.
1: Music? So, so, so freshman year, I, you'll see the surfboard behind me. Yeah. I, I had a buddy, his name was Ethan. He was from like Orange County, Southern California. And I had always wanted to learn how to surf as a kid. and never really got the chance to cause like growing up in Texas, you can't really surf. Um, he took me surfing uh and then I've like the past two summers I've found a way to move back to California and I end up like buying a new surfboard or doing something crazy with that and surfing like w- while I can't do it here in Tucson um that's like maybe my second biggest hobby at the moment um I was living in Santa Cruz this summer um And yeah, just like got, I've kind of been getting really into it and I I plan to move somewhere where I can surf after school. I'm not really sure where that'll be. Um, but yeah, that's so, I mean, I love that. I, I can't do that here in Tucson, so I kind of have to find other stuff. Honestly, being at U of A is, uh, it's not like, it's not like the healthiest, like environment. There's a lot of, uh, A lot of partying, a lot of drinking and all that. And it's hard to find really authentic activities to do that are like stimulating and either like physically engaging or mentally engaging. Music has been huge for me because I can, I can go to that and pretty much entertain myself anytime. But like I try to, you know, hit the gym and run sometimes and you know, there's not really any good places to swim here, but I like swimming a lot and Um, I try to read I try to read and I suck at reading like I always I pick up a new book the last book I finished it took me a year to finish it and it was not that big of a book so I'm kind of ashamed of that but yeah I don't know and then let's see yeah kind of just being social around here is is, uh, is a big thing I spend my time on I like to That was kind of a big realization I had this past year um, because I had a long-distance girlfriend for like uh, half of college. And one thing I noticed when that ended was that I wasn't really investing in my friends here as, as best as I could be. So that's something I try to do, like, I don't know, just spending quality time with with the friends I've made here and, you know, meeting new people, trying to meet new people every day um, and showing those people that I care about them. And that's honestly like, I kind of view that as a hobby because it takes time and effort, but it's also really rewarding and, you know, and then it goes both ways. And so, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. I, I spend a lot of time on, um, but yeah.
0: You ever skateboard out of season up there? I know that, I don't know if that's like a big thing that people do, but it seems like for yeah. surfers who can't surf, they're going to go skateboard instead. So I have a longboard, which
1: I've been riding to class since freshman year. I don't know how this thing hasn't fallen apart. Like the roads in Tucson are atrocious, dude. Yeah. I've hit some potholes going like 15 miles an hour where I don't know. I don't know how that board has held up, but so I longboard to class and but i don't know how to like skate per se like in, in a skate park i can't can do just any ride. tricks
0: yeah
1: i can barely do an ollie but that's it um i want to like i want to get into it but if i'm being totally honest i am scared that i'm gonna like break a limb and then not be able to yeah. play guitar and do the stuff that i like so yeah. i just kind of haven't gotten
0: into it but I, I wouldn't be opposed i don't know yeah Dude, 50 miles per hour. So it doesn't seem like a lot. I don't know if any of y'all, if anyone, whoever listens to this, the one person maybe. But if you (laughs) ever listen, man, it's like Zimmel had an electric skateboard and 15 miles an hour on a skateboard is no joke, dude. That is like... It's pretty fast. It's terrifying. It's it's terrifying to ride on a skateboard. Dude, I've
1: gotten so tuned in on my ride, um, my rides around campus I've had like near misses where I'm I'm pulling up behind like a crowd of students, going like 15 miles an hour, and I'm literally just weaving. Dude, I've had times where like the the uh, the campus like uh, garden like golf cart or whatever yeah, will yeah, be pulling yeah. out in front of me, and I time it so I've like grabbed onto the back. Oh, and that's, I'm just, that's like, like a movie man. skating down this dude. It literally <laughs> it's like Back to the Future. Like, yeah, I've I've had. The only times I've fallen and uh, gotten slightly hurt were when I was under the influence of drinking. So
0: I've gotten (laughs) out pretty. Yeah, the the late night longboard rides back from wherever. There's always those people on campus, man, who have like the, they take it way too seriously and they have like the helmet on. (laughs) And they're on this like mission. It's like scary to get in their way. Yeah. yeah, dude. You're like riding your bike just trying to get to class and people are like passing you. You're like, <laughs> dude, we're going to the same – it's like those kids in elementary school who would just sprint to get to the lunchroom. Like yeah. Yeah, we're getting there at the same time. We're like getting, not, we're going not trying this. to get in an accident. going to class. Yeah, going to communication class.
1: No, I've, I've definitely pissed some people off on the way to school.
0: <laughs> so you're the – <laughs> are you the morning. are you the focused, crazy person or are you the chill, laid-back person on the road? Um.
1: Well, when it comes – So when it comes to like everything else, I'm the chill, laid back person. When it comes to longboarding to to class though, I haul ass, dude. I (laughs) I go. I seriously don't know how I haven't hit someone yet because (laughs) I get so close to like, and I'll I'll just like go across an intersection without looking, and like, dude, it's I I don't know. You're one of those guys,
0: man. You're like one of my enemies
1: yeah it's i hate to say it but yeah
0: and it's not even even if you did hit someone it's not an injury that's going to probably cause like it's one of those like scooter to the ankle type injuries where you're just like the person just gets pissed off and you can't do anything about it you're just like all right man just keep going (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's something about dude college track people are just in such a rush did did y'all ever have those um
1: those like Mobile food delivery robots, the autonomous no, robots. No, man. No, Texas AM
0: was still, it's an agricultural mechanical school. People were probably planting crops in the middle of campus and getting the food. There. Dude,
1: we had these robots. It was a Russian company called Yandex. And whenever Russia, you know, the whole Russia Ukraine war, we, we like took, them oh off no. campus. Yeah, But these things were a menace they so they were like machine basically they had like an ai to where the more time goes on the better they get at navigating the campus the faster they get the more cocky those little sons of bitches get and one time i'm on my bike and i'm just like i'm not even going fast like i'm just going down the the mall and this yandex robot like goes in front of me and just stops (laughs) And then, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll avoid it. But it was trying to avoid me at the same time. So we oh, went the yeah. same way and I just crashed into this thing. <laughs> and I probably, whatever food was in there was probably not,
0: yeah, man. not
1: altogether.
0: Yeah, but
1: oh yeah, man. you thought
0: you were going after Russia, but you were just taking out your fellow U of A kid. You just wanted like a Seriously. taco or something. Seriously. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's dude, messed up. Man. I could, suck. Dude, I don't know how people. Yeah, that seems dude. like it would just be a meme. It seems like people would just see that and want to shove oh, it
1: over. Dude, it was such a meme. I can't. So when they were still in like the testing phases, you could you could get, uh work for them, and basically they had these these people that would follow the robots on segways, <laughs> and that was their whole job. I would see these dudes like. Going down, like the robots doing everything, they're just making sure nothing goes wrong. These guys be like on their phones on a Segway, just like rolling around campus. And I don't know, man, people would like because they have cameras on them, so people would like make faces at them and like try <laughs> to like, yeah, nice oh, stuff. yeah, they got bullied, but the robots started to fight back. It was, <laughs>
0: It's the beginning Uh, stages of AI, the revolt. Yeah, They they start to get pissed off that you're making fun of them. Yeah. That's why they hit you, dude. That's why that thing stopped and then moved around. It is. It was testing.
1: It was testing me.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's crazy. I didn't know they were Russian. Yeah, it was like a
1: Yandex. I'm probably saying that wrong. I think it's Yandex. They're a Russian company. And so... As soon as, like, the Russia-Ukraine war started off, the robots disappeared because we were putting all these, like, sanctions on, I guess, Russian companies and stuff. But I saw one the other day, and I think it's another company, and I literally was like, it it ruined my day because I (laughs) thought they were gone for good. And if these things start coming back... (laughs) Dude, when I tell you, like, you could notice, like, you could track in a month... How much faster and more like <laughs> risky these things get? Yeah, like it yeah. was, it was unreal. <laughs>
0: dude, that's uh... That's they were all all those robots probably got called back to the front line. They were just like the surveillance <laughs> bots in Ukraine, and then the Ukraine nah. soldiers probably got just as pissed off. They were like bullets yeah. shoving it over, making they were, like riding their it. bikes.
1: Yeah, yeah dude,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just crash all the like civilians and just running into oh the little goodness. robots.
1: Dude, um, that's. You know, you probably could use. All right, we're going down a rabbit hole, but like, if yeah. you put a bomb in one of those things,
0: that's <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's probably. Like I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah, like, hypothetically, but no, dude, that is an interesting idea, and that's such a <laughs> autonomous bomb delivery. Dude, I mean, wasn't that the thing with drones? Because I remember drones were, they were like, this is going to be the next, you know, next phase of yeah. package delivery. But then you know, you have some. Psychopath on the street corner, like with the Amazon drone thing dropping bombs on people. Yeah, seriously, that's a crazy Dude, you idea. You just can't.
1: The 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 evil people in our world just hold us back from all Let's these screw it
0: up ideas. man We could just have robots just gonna that are use nice. Them for, yeah, worry about them putting bombs on our food or something. Yep, Dude, that's wild. <laughs> Hot it's, take. I didn't even think about Hot that. Take. That was kind of something that's positive You got that. You got that mind, man. You should be like. I guess counterterrorism or something.
1: <laughs> counterterrorism or or just terrorism, you know? I, uh,
0: <laughs> or just just be a terrorist?
1: Dude, I want to get put on a list if this.
0: Yeah, yeah. This podcast. If this podcast is, blows up. Yeah. Oh man! All those Russian AI bots too. They're going all the Russians That's hacking so our funny. country. But are you on? Uh, are you on Twitter? Do you ever? I don't know. I just kind of think of like those bots on Twitter. I feel like that's kind of a big thing we talk about too. Is oh yeah, bots on Twitter? Are you on Twitter?
1: I'm dude. So I'm actually not. I am. I'm the worst at keeping up with pop culture and social media. I use like Instagram um, and Snapchat. I guess that's so social media. But like Twitter, I, I've honestly wanted to get into it because I feel like it's a good a cool medium to like get to hear little pieces of information all the time but i haven't really i haven't really gotten it um but yeah i've also heard like isn't that a big thing with uh what who is it elon is trying to buy twitter
0: yeah yeah i I thought that was yeah one of elon's recent things he's like i'm gonna fix it and then i bought i bought like seven shares with my 200 dollars and then it like nosedived <laughs> the second I invested. I was like, it's great. Dang. That's, great. That's
1: tough. Yeah, but I guess like the amount of reported users that Twitter was projecting was including a lot of, you know, bot accounts, which I guess makes that would make Twitter seem like a more reachable platform than it actually is. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It seems That's like social whole... media too. I don't know. I was just talking to Zeke Pickering this morning and he oh, was yeah. talking about he deleted instagram and that seems like especially on youtube i don't know if i'm just getting blasted with like marketing but it seems like yeah social media is starting to become like a demon in some people's eyes but
1: yeah the question that's interesting is like will people actually give it up or because because you're right like after um what was the movie was it the social network or was it uh,
0: oh yeah 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 was that, was that the, one dude yeah, on no. netflix with the really corny graphics
1: yeah there's I the thought one it was that really was corny. about i forgot it's not the social network it's the other one That's
0: was uh, it uh, was it the one with emma watson was it that or was it an actual doc documentary
1: it was like a documentary oh, okay. it was basically on like the social media algorithms so we'll do um, right yeah why am i totally blanking
0: yeah cuz i don't I remember that was huge and then Oh, the social yeah, I, I deleted. Yeah, yeah, social limit. Yeah, yeah. You social know, you dilemma, pull up, yeah, and then it, yeah. you watch that, and then Instagram probably saw this like dive, and then it's like yeah. the next day you're like, nah, I want to get back on it. And it comes yeah, right back. Yeah, because
1: we're all like addicted to it. Yeah, like, dude, it's, it's
0: hard. Even when you know and that it's a
1: stuff, money making industry. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think I don't know. To each their own. You got to find. It, I I I respect when people like delete Instagram. I like Instagram. Like, I I think I have a comfortable relationship with it. I don't spend too much time on it, and I use it to promote like the Hawthorne experience. And so, but if you're if you're spending like hours and hours a day on Instagram, like you,
0: I don't know, you're never gonna
1: get that time back. So
0: yeah, Zimmel, well, can you see? I'm curious to see what like the daily user average of Instagram is because oh. I don't know, man. You could think I would hope it's. Not that much, but dude, it is especially it's with reels, all these new different features, it's like
1: Instagram and then also like TikTok, which is way bigger than Instagram. Now. TikTok's
0: its own Goliath. That is such a it is crazy, man, how I heard this theory it was like oh, let's see. Twenty nine minutes. There we go. Look at that hoping oh. people again. I thought it was gonna be way higher, but I I feel about like TikTok, yeah, not I'm curious to see. Forty five, dude, that's Ooh. that's China, dude. There's no way People are spending forty-five minutes a day. Look at that. There's that clickbait title. Spend an average of a whopping ninety-five minutes a day. That dude, makes I more bet. sense. I could see that.
1: I can see that, dude. I know people who literally they live on their phones. <laughs> dude,
0: I know. Like, and I'm I'm acting like I'm better, but because I'm on my, yeah. it's like I'm not on my phone, and then I go on like computer YouTube, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's different, man. But I don't dude, know. What I do know. you are you do? You, what do you kind of just spend time in music and stuff, or are you completely so? Offended? I am
1: I succumb to the, you know, social media, TV and all that stuff. I have this like I've developed this weird um sort of anxiety has like a negative connotation, but I think it's a good thing. Like anxiety about wasting time. And this has kind of happened like in the past year. Um to where I do waste time. Like I do, I will watch, you know, some TV, um, and then, you know, scroll on my phone a little bit, but I I get this, like, I really try to just be present and like, dude, I don't know. As we're getting older, I, there's just so much to do. Like there's so many chores and I try to treat them as like, like I'm, I'm going to get ahead in, in like, every respect and try to like work on these things. And like, like where I, where I feel like I could sit down and like scroll on my phone for 30 minutes. I, I kind of think to myself like, all right, I could do that, but I could try to grow my, my band or I could try to write a new song or I could try to get some homework done or something. And that's like, ideally what I would, what I try to do. um, trying to be like present, you know, in the real world. But I definitely, yeah, I use Instagram and Snapchat, and then I don't know. I've been watching a lot of movies with the roommates lately, which that that's not like a waste
0: of time. That's fun. Yeah, no. What kind of movies but, uh, are you watching,
1: dude? We've been watching. One of my roommates has been on a roll with suggesting movies. We watched this Quentin Tarantino movie last night called Jackie Brown. That's so sick! Like I want to rewatch it, and then who was in it? Um. Who wasn't it? Jackie Brown. Jackie <laughs> Brown. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just this person Quinn named Jackie Tarantino. Brown. Um, oh, it's Samuel Jackson. Okay. He's in okay. It. And then who's the old. Um, you know the guy who does the voice for the shark in Shark Tale?
0: Uh, couldn't tell you, man. I, I could tell you what the shark looked like. I couldn't I'm tell you who did the his... voice. I also I can know, think liking. of the shark from me. It's a cool cast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't Another know who did that flick. voice, but he, he did a good job. He deserves an Oscar. Him. He does, dude. I was I scared know. as a kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, but I don't know. Just just random old... Uh, honestly, a lot of old movies. And then I watched Top Gun, which I know that was like really popular for a while. And I'm not going to lie, I... I also thought it was incredible. I I didn't like the first Top Gun.
0: I agree with and you on that, man. I think that's kind of a hot take, though. I think two. Was it's a hot take, one.
1: and like I feel bad saying that, but I tried to watch the first one, uh, and I just I couldn't even like. I, I just, just wasn't interested.
0: I agree with you. Dude, one, then, one, it was like, I, dude, people are gonna get probably mad at this, but yeah. they used take my breath away. Like every fifth, every fifth oh. shot, <laughs> I'm like. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a principle of filmmaking. Like, you would think that it would be like, let's make it special. But it was like, he's going to the grocery store, and it's like, take my breath away. Like, dude, come on now. Like, I thought it was a good song. But, yeah, yeah, I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. But, yeah, it didn't seem that interesting, dude, compared to 2. But 2 was
1: great, I thought. I was engaged the whole time. Oh, and then Minions. Minions, wow. Dude, Minions. I'm way into Minions lately, so wow. we started, like, at the beginning. <laughs> with, well, we watched the new Minion movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know where they fall in line chronologically. I think they're doing, like, a Star Wars thing. Like, they
0: no, dude, don't think too hard about It's Minions, yeah. man. Don't, don't even use well, Minions what you think. and Star Wars in the same sentence. But it's it's actually the
1: Minions. <laughs> I I have gained a lot of respect for their,
0: uh, <laughs> oh, no. their,
1: their path. They've come a long way, dude.
0: <laughs> Who's the lead minion? Dave? Is it Dave? Right? Uh, is it, it Dave? Dave or Bob? Yeah, Dave Bob. and Bob. The, In the, new one, the Bob. new one, it's <laughs> Bob. King Bob. We'll yeah, dude. dude you know, I don't know. I haven't that's seen it. Like, <laughs> but I heard it like it's outgrossed a... Top Gun one week. So, I mean, the did it actually? A lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure one week <laughs> it outgrossed. I'm pretty sure it outgrossed you know, Elvis and Top Gun. <laughs> it was minions. That's was just the best.
1: The fact that a movie about little like yellow minions can can just like drop you know <laughs> top all the charts.
0: It can top get actual movies. Attention. Yeah, that are yeah. Like, like have crazy CGI. It's just yeah. these little yellow Well, characters. the minions
1: has pretty crazy CGI.
0: If, really? Was well, there a particular scene you're thinking of when you say that?
1: <laughs> no, it's just like it's just, animated, just the whole movie I guess, is world but
0: class. But yeah.
1: It's a masterpiece basically, <laughs> it's is what I'm trying to say. Best. <laughs> yeah, Minions, Minions is the greatest thing that's happened to our, our generation.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the new whoever directed Minions is going to be on that dude. You know those ads on YouTube where it's like what is it like the master it's like master class videos but yeah it'll be the oh. director.
1: Dude, imagine taking a master class from a minion.
0: Like <laughs> that's a cool to idea too.
1: How to find how a to steal new the moon?
0: Leader. Well, actually like no, that not. was Gru's idea. I don't know if that was yeah, idea. Yeah, <laughs> true. Who well, are there any notable ideas that came from Bob? I'm trying to think. Or wow. Are they just are they just servants to Groot? Well, where do they come from? Since you asked, the minions
1: yeah. started they're off. On my understanding, they were, you know, there's this race of, <laughs> of small yellow, <laughs> individuals. I don't know. They're not people, but um, they're minions. But they're. They're minions, yeah. And Definitely. so they they thrive off of serving an evil leader. So, is it evil?
0: Is it evil leaders or is it just leaders in general? Yeah, it has
1: to be evil. evil. They, they have to find an evil right. leader. Yeah. And so I guess the minion race almost came to an end when they couldn't find uh, <laughs> a new leader. And I'm pretty sure it was Bob and... Some of the other minions. Is that they how like they reproduce?
0: They how do they reproduce? Do we have any idea on that? Zemo, can we? Do we have any <laughs> I don't like know about that? Zemo, that. That, uh, that. I'm curious to see. How I'm pretty they, sure
1: they use mitosis or some
0: so, something. Oh, they like that's one of the things that school taught us that pays off. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those important concepts. Mitosis and meiosis. I Is that meiosis another one? Me- yeah, I think so. <laughs> Is that another one? it's been it's a long time. Two. Yeah, dude, it's been a long time since I <laughs> biology man. Mitochondria. You got, mitosis yeah, Here we go. Let's see. Minion. <laughs> 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 Wait, what does it say? Cannot reproduce or divide themselves in any way to create more minions. So <laughs> they're <laughs> immortal. Do minions reproduce asexually? Do minions have genders? There we go. These are. I mean, these are the, the New York Post or oh, the Huffington Post took that on, man. That is oh, wow. That's a pretty big piece. Well, if they don't reproduce, they that means they're immortal. <laughs> yeah. <because laughs> Dude, this race can't go away. They're like yeah. they're, they're like cockroaches, man. These guys are just they are, I like, guess. do whatever they want. Do we have a lifespan? Is cool. there a lifespan on them? Is Can we see that?
1: that? That's that would be a good follow up question. <laughs> that
0: seems like an important one to just cross
1: reference, just to see if these. <laughs>
0: Let's see <I> how this <laughs> life
1: expectancy of a minion.
0: <laughs> Two hundred and thirty million years. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like it, man. I don't know who these That's people are. That's amazing. Are these minions immortal? No
1: signs of old age or sickness. <laughs>
0: but the, I that guess makes it. Them, right makes at them effectively million, immortal, man, Dude, right at two hundred and thirty, it's like you just drop They're me. they're effectively immortal. That's what that top. The birth was at the dawn said. of time. This is this is a deep storyboard. Wow, man. I didn't know much <laughs> about. Interesting. Them. You're kind of swaying my opinion to when There's it, when like it's a, a, a chapter in.
1: in in genesis on how god created
0: all the minions yeah 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 yeah. it's the eighth day dude on the eighth day (laughs) god
1: created the minions
0: oh Uh, yeah man what do you think about man this is a big question what do you think about the universe you think it's i mean because you know there's a lot of topics now you i would think that especially in christianity people are like young earth is still uh, an idea but it seems almost yeah. like blasphemous in today's society yeah. and say stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I'm a Christian. I like my faith is something that is extremely important to me. Um, which I think is like, I've seen my faith change in a few ways, you know, from going off to college, but at the end of the day, it's still like the thing that drives me forward. And so with that, you know, you read the Bible and it says the earth was created in six days. Um, and honestly, like I'm, I don't, I don't really know like what the answer is on that. I, I, I would not, um, disregard the idea that maybe that was a metaphor for like, you know, three million years or something, but, or 3 billion years, or I I don't know, like, I don't know how it all, actually happened um and it's it's also interesting because like as a christian i want to take the bible as being absolute truth otherwise i think there's logical holes that if you know if you pick your your part of the bible that you believe in then yeah you're kind of creating your own rules uh, yeah, which man, i don't agree with yeah
0: it's a rough balance but, dude. have you ever seen a contact no, with, uh, Matthew McConaughey, dude. That's oh my gosh! You gotta watch that movie. It's pretty short. I know mean, I showed it to Zimmel, but it's like this it's idea. Of a, so it's like a Matthew McConaughey in the movie is he's like this religious leader. It doesn't have like a particular title, but he's a huh. religious leader, and then he kind of falls in love with this woman who's like a alien researcher, and they and it was it's dude, it's such a great movie. But it's like I remember there was a podcast with Matthew McConaughey, and he was talking about how he's always oh, yeah. kind of seen like the intersection of faith and science is like he doesn't think they're two separate things but it's, yeah. it is hard it is an interesting idea to think about but
1: yeah I don't um, think they're they're two separate things and also like this might be a um a controversial opinion but like I don't really think it matters that much like people have asked me that they're like oh you're a Christian so like what do you think about how the world was created and like maybe it's that I'm being lazy and I haven't put in the time to research and think and pray on that or you know whatever but I also kind of think like all right we have the Bible we have all this science science is definitely real you know it's not like I'm, I'm not like one of these people who's like oh science doesn't like science is just making observations and pointing out trends and but at the same time, like I think, like with my faith, I don't really think it matters, like how, how long it took God to create the world. I do think that, like, that you know, this was all created by, by an intelligent being that is like God, and I think that's a fundamental difference. Like, you know, you can, you can go back to like the old, the old argument of like, all right, let's say like Big Bang. Like, what created the Big Bang then? And then you go on this whole rabbit hole, and, like, I think it leads back to there, there's a intelligent design. But could God have used a massive explosion to create everything that he wanted? Like, yes. Like, I think that's totally plausible. I don't know. Like, And so, like, I don't really think that that's not really, like, something that challenges my belief system or, you know— points holes in my uh in my faith or anything and so i don't know but that's just kind of my take and honestly i haven't given it a ton of thought it's more like you know i i think i don't know it's just not not a huge issue for me
0: what is that zone can you throw it out say Christianity quickly diminishing in the U.S., on pace to become a minority religion in decades. Is there a new religion that's supposed to come up? Makes is After-school Satan research club. That's shit. After-school oh. Satan clubs. After-school Satan clubs. What I don't know if I've heard of that one, man. That's an interesting new idea.
1: Sounds like a Fox News thing. <laughs> <I'm
0: just kidding. laughs> yeah, dude. Some These random After-school
1: Satan clubs. <laughs> They got one of their like guys Blackjack to just dress up.
0: Yeah, 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 dude. It's like yeah. uh, the Stranger Things and they're like, all the ones yeah. are like, "This is Satan." And it's the just Dungeons and the Dragons. Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. <laughs> Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, man? That seems like a fun game that <laughs>
1: Wait, say that again.
0: Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons?
1: I haven't. I haven't man. actually.
0: I think that'd be a fun game is to kind fun? Of try out one time. I don't know, but it's like my brother was telling. It me looks me fun. There's like campaigns that last for like three months supposedly holy cow i think i don't know it seems like, like a, a fun game yeah, yeah you get to meet people and oh
1: yeah God, like what do you so it's a board game right so do you
0: dude i guess it's like a role-playing yeah. i don't really know much about Dungeons and dragons then well do we have like an overview I'm i don't know much about see. it
1: beyond what i've seen from stranger things yeah it's kind of a, it's
0: probably a it skew looks pretty version, cool when they do it but it's like role-playing yeah. and power-ups i don't know it's like it's just different it's just a
1: neat i feel like if you were to get really into it with your friends it would be really fun
0: yeah like you probably that's a lot of nice have, have a that. lot of buy-in you probably can't yeah you gotta yeah you it gotta, gotta be buy it if you had like two people wanting to play it,
1: yeah no one
0: else does but let's see okay google search interest. wow dungeons and dragons man stranger interesting. things interesting Stranger Things interesting, interesting. does a lot of good things for a lot of different people. Man, I know like Metallica, yeah. their music was booming.
1: That oh, Kate Bush
0: song, right. dude. I'm pretty sure Kay, that Kate Bush song got like, I can't even imagine how dude, many plays that song. That song, song
1: went to like the top of the charts somehow,
0: dude. And that's the, it comes that comes back to the idea, dude. It's something about music, man. It's like it inspires. It's a, dude, I remember that one that one sequence whenever. Uh, if you haven't watched Stranger Things by now, and you're not going to watch it, so. Max yeah. is like right on the edge of being torn. And then, uh, she. That song starts playing and all those images start flashing back, dude. That that made me cry. That was a. That was a. Are you talking about. Montage. So,
1: you know you how they that? just released the latest season, but yeah. in two parts?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that in the first part or the second part? I think it was like first part, episode four. But it okay, was. Okay, because.
1: I haven't seen the latest like however many episodes they dropped. You
0: haven't seen haven't the whole seen season? Yet.
1: I've seen – yeah. So I've seen um, when they released it over Christmas. Yeah. It was, was it Christmas? No. What, this last season? Christmas. No, it was over the beginning of summer, right?
0: Yeah, it was like July. It was like July. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the beginning of – it was like probably the spring and then – it was like right. early summer and then part so two I watched, was like July 4th.
1: Yeah, so I haven't seen part two, which yeah. I need. I need to get on that.
0: No, yeah, it was part one, but yeah, Max is like right I on the edge, being the torn away, and then it's like this image or this montage of like her and Lucas and all these yeah. super sick moments that people relate yeah. to, man. And it was it was a good it was a good montage, but
1: dude, I would say a similar thing with like uh, similarly to what you said about music inspiring people, I think film is also uh, just a huge yeah huge medium for inspiration
0: what movies it goes are well you with thinking that. of whenever you say that um well i you
1: just describing that that scene kind of kind of like you know how you're just saying people can relate to those little yeah glimpses like i don't know um there's definitely
0: interstellar like, there's movies
1: interstellar? that i actually haven't
0: no I way wow dude that's a Dude, all these sci-fi movies: Contact, Interstellar. These movies yeah. now get you. I need to get it's on that. One of a kind.
1: Maybe I'll watch movies. one tonight. We'll
0: yeah, see. dude. It's not Contact. is definitely the one to watch tonight. It's not very long. I think it's like an hour, okay. like, forty minutes or something. But it's that's, dude. That's the cool. ending to Contact Two, it is pristine. It's, it's insane. Good. It's, a, it's well, I a love great movie. McConaughey so. Yeah, dude. McConaughey <clears throat> is one of my. It's cool guy. Spear yeah. talking guy. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I thought I thought he'd be a good person for office, but he ended up kinda of turning it down. But Oh yeah, that's right. Wasn't he what was he gonna run for? I think he was gonna be I was thinking about governor for Texas, but Wow. It ended up I think he was I don't know, he probably just didn't want the toxicity yeah. that comes with it. But I don't know, he seems Dude, like he could have be. been a like a neutralizing figure, but Yeah. No, so no that would been cool I would just get Rick Perry and uh, Beto again round two <laughs> I'm curious to see if Beto's Rick gonna win. I don't know when that when the governor race is but
1: yeah I don't either it'll be
0: pretty soon what do yeah, you think that Austin would be something you would ever move back like what do you think about Austin right now do you think it's great question so
1: I think Austin is pretty rad like I I love Austin um I, I would never rule it out um also, like, if I was going to have a family someday, um, I think Austin would be a great place to raise kids. Like, uh, honestly, like, I don't know. It's a great town. There's there's lots of cool stuff to do. And, and um, I, I could see myself moving back there potentially to, like, to be closer to my parents when they get older and, you know, maybe raise kids or whatever. But for now, my trajectory has kind of been – going off in the world and like, you know, I moved to Arizona for college and now I kind of want to move somewhere else. Um, I've wanted to, I've always wanted to live in California. That's kind of been like a dream of mine since I was a little kid. And so I'll probably go off and do some stuff. I don't, I don't know. I want to live overseas too. Um, but Austin would be a great place to go back to. I mean, I do. I love Texas. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a I'm a first generation Texan because my parents are both from, you know, different uh, different places, and so, I don't know. I, I would definitely move back. I think it's a great place. I think it's got great great values, great people. Um, yeah.
0: Maybe we'll see you one day at ACL. Dude, that would be a pretty pretty cool thing.
1: I'm going I'm going to ACL in a a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna like miss. My, I'm gonna
0: miss it, man. It's gonna be sad to, yeah, uh, watch ACL from a distance. But it's, uh, Dude, I mean, I'm happy with people who get to go. It's such a cool trip.
1: Yeah, like to me, it's it's worth. That's like my one, like, you know, besides going home for Christmas, basically, and Thanksgiving. I guess that's like my one kind of, so like personal trip that I like to make back to Austin because I think ACL ACL weekend in Austin is like. All of my favorite parts of Austin are kind of accentuated and alive. Everyone's out listening to music and that's kind of like my fondest memories of Austin are are those parts like, you know, being downtown and all the, the social aspect of it and everyone's having fun and so I'm I'm excited to to go back for sure. Maybe run in, I'm kind of excited to see if I'll run into some old friends. I ran into Ben Rooker really last year
0: yeah
1: dude. I, th- I don't know if it was last year or when but i feel like i always see that kid at acl
0: yeah <laughs> he'll be there this Like year, out man. of nowhere yeah
1: i haven't talked to him in so long i miss that guy but uh yeah i
0: don't know all right cool. man i think it's been it's been a good time talking to you about you I'm excited I agree. To see where you go it's with Hawthorne experience like. where you go with cisco whatever you kind of end up doing yeah man thanks i'm excited to see where you be where you end up
1: Thank you, dude. I'm I'm uh, stoked I got to come on and do the, the debut episode here. I'll, that's right. you know, I'd love to post post it on social media and stuff whenever you
0: what what are you gonna release this on? Like That's a good question, man. I think I'm gonna go Spotify. I'm gonna try to just do it in a few different places and probably put a few things on YouTube and just yeah. see where it goes. I just wanna talk to people and
1: That's a great idea. You know.
0: Yeah. But dude. That's pretty
1: much it. Well, props to you for like you know, actually doing it. Cause I hear people say almost every day, they're like, Oh, I'd love to start a podcast. It'd like, be <laughs> so cool. But no one, no one ever actually does it, you know, at least that I've heard. And so, yeah. so congrats dude. Cause that's like, you got to take a step and do something, yeah. at, you know, at some point. And then you never know. It could, could be something really cool. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just personal fulfillment or maybe it takes off. And
0: yeah, you'll make it to ACL I'll make yeah. it as a big podcast and we can meet up again.
1: We'll just... You're gonna beat the Joe
0: Rogan experience. Yeah, I'll go to Austin and <laughs> be the streams. second wave of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right, man. Well cool dude.